last night I saw an angel falling down And when I saw her face It took my breath away I am Pastor Floyd Hughes and with me are Lene and Rachel and it's been a little while, so why don't you tell everybody what's new and what's going on with you guys? So, Lene, we'll start with you. What's new with you? We are just waiting for Rita to get her cast removed. She broke her femur and has spent five weeks in a cast, and we are just so excited to get that off of her so we can do some fun outdoor things without her sweating so much and she can finally get into some water and, and play in the pool oh that's right i didn't think about that because today was like the perfect pool day yes and she loves the water she is a fish and she has not been in water and i cannot wait to bath her i cannot wait oh wow okay yeah did she the, like did she have to watch other kids playing in the pool from the sidelines or something or no, or she would have lost her mind. <laughs> so we've been just staying away. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. Hopefully uh, everything goes well when she gets it off tomorrow. And Rachel, what's new? A lot. But <laughs> what's new and what's going on with you? Oh, yeah. So this is our first official week as farmers. And it is fun. It is fun. It is a lot to learn. But I'm embracing it, as always, <laughs> and I like it. So I had barn duty this week, and I learned a lot about sheep. So let me just clarifying again, because there might be some people who have not listened. When you say farmers, you're not just saying, hey, we just, we just moved out to a place with three acres of grass that we have to mow, right? You mean actual, like, farm animals and the whole nine. Right, right. So we do have a barn, an actual barn that was built after the Civil War that's still standing. They made it so well. And we had, we have sheep and we started with four pregnant sheep and they all gave birth. And so now we have sheep and we have lambs and I'm learning about the whole cycle of, of the sheep world. That is interesting. And are, are the kids learning as well? Are you keeping them involved in like the process and kind of exposing them to new farm things? Right. If I do it, they do it. I, it just has to be that way because <laughs> they can do it. They really can. I mean, I can. I do have to lift the buckets and everything, but they are, they are learning too. And thankfully it's not, I mean, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Pretty much anyone can do it. So yeah, I want them to take that and learn, learn about it. All right. Well, that's good. Let's um, shift the topic. And um, things have kind of calmed down in our nation. But initially, uh, uh, 
we were going to do this last week, but you know, you were moving and, and getting relocated, Rachel. But we were going to talk about because there was so much violence going on in our nation, um, how that's impacting children, or how do you keep that away from children, and how do you deal with? Is there's a lot in this, but also how do you deal with the concerns because a lot of the violence we were seeing uh, was taking place in schools, in churches. Uh, in doctor's office, in shopping centers, in places where moms take their kids. So um, first, let me ask you, how do you deal with the concern about that? About like, where is it safe to take my kids? Does that weigh on you or do you struggle with not taking them anywhere? Or what are your thoughts on that? And we'll go to Lene. I take my kids basically anywhere. I just make sure I have someone else with me because as one set of eyes is just not enough, especially with two children. That actually, I didn't even think about that because there's a whole other aspect of the safety, the safety in, in, you know, child wandering off, not just like getting hurt, or something tragic happening and you're trying to control two children. But um, yeah, is that, is that like a necessity now? Like you, you, you pretty much need a second set of eyes to help ensure safety. Whereas, I don't know, when you guys were growing up, it was probably, yeah, we're going to the store, you wandered off and this, that, and the other. I know when I was growing up, I grew up in New York City and like at the age of 10, I'd hop on a train by myself with some friends and we'd go all over the five boroughs to go hang out with other friends. So totally different world now. So, um, do you have to have, I mean, is that like the way that it's going where you have to have a second set of eyes or like, was it a decade ago where they had the little leashes and everything? That's what I was just going to say. I always have someone else with me. And if we're going somewhere crowded, I have, it's like a little bunny backpack that has like, a leash on it and you can hold on to it because not only could someone like grab her she can run away and into a sea of people so it's just a backup in case she were to run off yeah and kids will just walk off they're kids they're 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 that's what they do so what are your thoughts rachel yep as same as nay i I will have to say, if we're going into a crowded area, right, I pretty much need someone else with me for a second set of eyes. And the place that we moved to, uh, they are more, I would say, uh, they, yeah, it's, uh, how, how do I say it? I, I don't feel quite as, um, unprotected so it's they're very watchful they're yeah yeah I would have to you know I've only (laughs) officially fully have been up here a week but I can tell when I go out that right people only go to places that they need and so I would have to say I'm doing that as well I just go to the places where I need. And if I have the opportunity to just go 
without the kids that I'm going to go. Cause it's just one of those things that if you can do it by yourself and it's not something uh, where your kids need to be at, then yeah, by all means keep them home and just let them play outside. Now I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You know, we, even with, um, when the beginning of COVID, that's what we did. We would leave the kids at home. We'd be like, mom, can you watch them while I run to the grocery store? Just, I mean, to keep them safe from like other people to keep them safe from illness. Just, they were really young at the time and I just did not want them leaving. Another thing I thought of that I wasn't thinking of a minute ago, baby wearing, if you have a small baby, wear them. That's the safest place. Oh, so with, Attached to you, safest place to be. Yeah, that makes sense. So now, Rachel, you just moved to a new community, but you've, I mean, you've been kind of going back and forth in that community, making friends, meeting people in that community. And I'm not trying to judge the community, but do you feel like, hey, I moved to a safe environment. I don't have as many concerns um, in the community that you just moved to as opposed to the one you just left? Yeah, thousand percent. I would have to say, I'll, I'll put it this way. A lot of them hunt, a lot of them hunt for deer and wild game. So they're pretty equipped. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of <clears throat> people who, who can protect themselves. So, so yeah, I, I feel even more comfortable with people who are able to just protect themselves. So let me, let me ask this. And Lene, even though you may not be at that point yet, I still want to hear from you. Um, So what do conversations with your children about safety look like? Um, like when we were growing up, it was like, look both ways for crossing the street. Don't talk to strangers. That may have been about it. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but what kind of conversations are you looking at that you feel like, oh, you have to prepare your children and have with your children nowadays because of the world we live in? And Lene is blinking it out. So I'm going to go to you, Rachel, and we'll come back to her in a minute. Okay. So as far as what I tell my kids, uh, safety-wise is just to, right, always make sure I know where you are. And and, and granted, I mean, I have a three-year-old and she's, I mean, if she sees one, one dog, I mean, she's out of here. So I tell her that, <clears throat> right it's a, it's a safety thing. You, I need to know where you are at all times, period. And just keep it simple. I think Lene is back with us. I am back. <laughs> I could not get my phone to work. I, I was unable to unmute. I don't know. Okay. Did you did you hear the the like the general question? Uh, no. Okay. So it was I. Uh, you're not at that stage yet. 
Uh, oh, oh, yes, I did. I just forgot. Okay. Sorry. It's threw me all off. That's okay. So what what are the what are the safety conversations well, that you're right having now, and gonna gonna have with your children? Well, right now the safety things that we have are like if she picks something up that she shouldn't pick up, I'm like, that's dangerous. And she like will hand me back something if I tell her if it's dangerous, but that's probably the extent of telling her to be careful about anything um she's already afraid of strangers so (laughs) there's not much to be said right now and i'll think about it when it is time to talk to her about strangers because i'm not quite sure right now what i'd say okay all right so let me ask you this as you think back to when you were growing up uh what was like the number one thing that your parents were like ah you know, safety wise, was it don't talk to strangers? Was it, you know, don't look both ways before you cross the street? What was that like, that number one parental fear from your parents? So, Lene, what did, what did, what was that number one? And don't say everything. Don't say your mom was paranoid about everything. My mom was. That <laughs> is, um, I mean, my dad would still hold on to me in parking lots. I don't know. He just never trusted me. I was like a teen and he'd like grab my arm like I'm not gonna run out in front of the car um but probably like getting in a car with a stranger because that's one of the scariest things because you can just be kidnapped really easily I think that was probably something that was big yeah yeah um what about you Rachel right ditto don't talk to strangers don't take candy <laughs> that's it though that was it don't talk you know don't talk to strangers period and then everything else was like <laughs> yeah i feel like that was a generic one but do i mean do people do parents still tell their kids that don't talk to strangers don't take candy i mean my kids are like they're like in their 30s so i don't i don't think kids so i i, I mean is that something that parents still tell their kids or is it a like uh you know if someone speaks to you be kind say hi back or i have no idea what totally different world so is that something parents still tell their kids Hmm. (laughs) both of you are like i i i i don't know that was, I'll put it this way, that was in, so ingrained into me. I was telling, um, I was telling Christy's cousin this the other day. That was so ingrained into me, don't talk to strangers, that when I was a teenager in New York City, um, I wasn't a bike messenger, but I was a walking messenger. So I would deliver like contracts to celebrities and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I can remember going into the office one day and, this guy stopped me on the street and he shared the gospel with me. And I had never, I mean, he was, he just made it nice, simple, sweet to the point. I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. He's like, have you ever heard this before? I was like, well, not quite like that. That's amazing. He's like, well, do you want to become a part of God's kingdom? And I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, we can go around the corner into this alley and pray. And I was like, nope, I'm out. 
I was like, I'm not going into an alley with a stranger. That's just, you lost me right there. Uh, and then the whole don't talk to stranger thing came flooding back and I was like, gone. So, um, missed out on salvation by a couple of years. It wasn't until years later, but, uh, just because of that. And I felt guilty. Like, uh, I almost could have been kidnapped because I stopped to talk to a stranger when in actuality it could have been, you know, I could have been saved a few years earlier than I was, but, um, that, that's how much that was ingrained to me, especially in New York city, even though I was running around the city with my friends, but there was a group of us. So there was safety in numbers. All right. So what, what do you think is your, what would you say is your, that was your parents. What, what is your number one safety concern fear issue with when it comes to your children, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Right. For my kids, I just want to know where they are at all times. I don't care about, you know, like just as long as I know that they're, like you said, in numbers, in, you know, in with people we know and trust. And so I, you know, I feel confident in saying that, that it's not going to be like um, a whole lot of, a whole lot. It's not going to happen often, but when it does, I want to set, make those small steps to make sure they know that, Hey, I am with the right people. I am doing a good thing. And um, yeah, that I'm just not wandering and talking to anybody and, and getting into things that I shouldn't be getting into. Yeah, because every child, missing child movie starts with the kid was there one minute and then gone the next. It's literally like, turn to take a bite of a hot dog, look back, and they're like, they're gone. They're nowhere in a hundred mile radius like that quick. So, um, wow, that's probably not a good thing to talk about. But, okay, Lene, what about you? I mean, mine are so young still, but with my like one and a half and two and a half year olds, I just want them to stay by me. Like just stay, because I'm just so, I'm just so afraid of them wandering off. It's my big fear. Yeah, as as big as the fear is of someone hurting them or taking them is, I'm just wandering into you know wherever, wandering off or whatever. Okay, all right. Well, we're gonna wind this down and um, thank you guys again as always for just sharing your insights and uh, hopefully this conversation is helpful. Um, Well, from what you guys said, nothing I said was helpful, but helpful. And um, for moms who hear this and easing their concerns and uh, things to look at regarding safety for their children. So thank you guys again. She had the faintest glow. I could not say no And I dreamed a dream Where we drifted through my mind When I awoke There was no one there to hold